0: Well, this is scary as shit. (laughs) You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. Is this thing on? This is weird. I don't like this. I like it better when you guys can't see me. I figured I'd put the camera like this because if it cuts off my forehead, I'm not gonna be mad about it. But I'm also probably gonna sit back like, back like this, so I guess it doesn't matter. Wow, this camera is actually pretty pretty good. And it like is the exact reflections like I'm actually touching my left side of my face and not touching like my right and it's reflecting. So in case you guys are wondering. Um I'm gonna take one of my emotional support um caramel, salted caramel squares. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the sugar Um, I wanted to gather here today. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this. Alright, let me just not look at myself. So I'm Haley. I am the face behind typical trends. Um, I have never done a video episode. I don't think I've even ever taken like a video of myself to this extent. So we're gonna see what happens. Um, I wanna talk about my breast reduction that's scheduled for Thursday. It's currently Monday. Um, It is the 10th, the day after Easter. Hope everybody had had a good Easter. Um, I'm gonna be playing with my hair so much. Um, Yeah, surgery's on Thursday. So for those of you that don't know, I'm getting a breast reduction um I have a lot of like questions and stuff that like came in on like Instagram and whatever else um but I'm gonna give like an overall just like what's the deal whatever because a lot of the questions are like why and where are you going and that kind of stuff so why um I have oh god how far back do I even go my most vivid memory of me like hating my chest and kind of like hiding it is fifth grade. Um, I don't know. Oh, I was actually going to look this up before I got onto this, but I'm gonna do it right now. I would wear in fifth grade, I would religiously wear this black zip up jacket that had the monkey from limited two all over it. And every time I ask somebody, do you know the name of the monkey from Limited 2? They're always like, "Oh my god, yes, but I can't remember. I can't remember." So I said to myself, "I'm going to look it up." Let me see. Monkey from Limited 2. Oh, this is under locations. Fuck. Monkey from Limited too. Oh, see other people were interested bobby jack yeah bobby jack hang on i'm gonna show it images i need a good picture oh okay here's a good picture the original bobby jack buddies I don't know if you're going to be able to even see that. There you go. Bubble Jack. Bub- Bobby Jack. Bobby Jack. So I used to have a black zip-up jacket from Limited 2 that had Bobby Jack all over it. And I would literally wear it every single day to cover up my cleavage. Not even, like, in fifth grade, I was wearing shirts that were, like, so deep V that you would see my cleavage. But I just hated the fact that, like, I had more, like on my chest than other people in my class did like it was literally like i felt like all you saw in my outfits was the fact that i had like a chest that like was obviously noticeable so i literally wrote the zip up jacket every single day to cover my chest because i didn't like it um you obviously get older and then you're praised for having big boobs and i was always the one in like my friend groups that like had the boobs all everybody else had the butt or they had a flat chest or whatever else so I went through like spurs where I was kind of like, okay, I like it, I, you know, I like having a bigger chest and all that kind of stuff. But I always had an issue with like, um, not symmetry. I, um, whatever the word is for when I feel oh, unproportionate. I always felt very unproportionate. Like I am the epitome of a little Italian girl. I stand at about five one and a quarter. And My torso is very short. I have short legs. I have short arms So having a bigger chest on my overall like small frame was always super uncomfortable for me. I Went back and forth with you know, okay, if I lose weight, maybe it'll help and you know I even when I was in my prime eating disorder phase or phases or years whatever the fuck the way it's supposed to be said is I was down to like 115 pounds and my chest didn't change. It literally didn't change. So for me, it was something where, you know, I felt like I've exhausted every option. I have gone to the chiropractor for the same upper, you know, neck, upper back, all that kind of stuff pain for probably in and around four to five, maybe more years than that now for the same exact issues. Um, even now being at 20 pounds heavier than I've ever been in my life, I did a body scan at my gym. It's like a 360 body scan thing. And it basically measures everything from like your ankles to your, the circumference of your skull. I was going to say scalp. Um, and I compared the two from basically about a year apart, including my 20 pound weight gain and my chest and bust overall, like, including, like, that means from literally your front of your chest to all, like, around your back, I grew, um, a little under an inch overall. So, obviously, my chest size didn't change much. I didn't have to buy any new bras. It wasn't like I gained weight and my boobs got bigger. They didn't change, and it was one of those things that I realized, Okay, even when I was super skinny, I didn't have to get new bras for my boobs shrinking. And then when I was, you know, at the point where I was realizing that I had gained the amount of weight that I had gained, it was noticeable to me that I still hadn't had to buy new bras. Um, Regular wire cup bras are so uncomfortable. Um, I feel like I have literally gone and gotten fitted Multiple times I buy the boring like only in beige white and black bras because Those are like the most supportive and or black. I think I said black. Um Because those are the most supportive and whatever else um And even when I would get fit in it would actually like, be my size I just still never felt comfortable It always felt like I was still like spilling out or even in my clothing. It just never looked like my boobs were like Perked up like I wanted them to be like no matter how tight I made the straps or whatever like it just never felt like or feels like I'm getting supported so I kind of got to the point that I was like okay I know from the weight gain and weight loss nothing's changed um I've done you know a lot of just trying to focus on my chest with the gym um and that didn't really do anything um I've always been kind of bigger in here like overall like my chest width has always been a little bit bigger so um it was something that I feel like that got bigger and nothing helped with my chest. Like, it's not like the muscles were being lifted or this and this and all the other shit that you read about that's supposed to help. Um And I got to the point that I was like, I feel like I've literally done everything. I don't know what to do anymore. So I started to do my research. Um We have Blue Cross Blue Shield for insurance. I work at my family business right now while I'm in school. So I'm on the same insurance as my family. Um That's the insurance that they have. So... I, you know, went back and forth with my parents about trying to get like the information for like what the criteria is for a breast reduction for the insurance. So I went back and forth for a while, got some information. Um, then I went on the Blue Cross Blue Shield app and I looked at plastic surgeons that I like on like the list that they give you when you research it so that you know that they're in your network. Um, so I did that and I found spiroplastic surgery in West Orange. I went and just went for a consultation. I was like, I need to know whether or not I'm going to be approved. um, If the doctor even thinks I have a reason or if it's something that, you know, just I have to wait longer, like whatever it may be. I had no information. I knew nothing about the whole process. So I just went and I was like, I'll ask all my questions there. And then we'll kind of go from there and see what happens. So I went for the consultation. He basically stood me in front of a mirror. I had to go in. Um, I think I actually took a picture. But I went for my consultation in January. Um, no. Yes. It wasn't March. Whatever. I went for my consultation. Let's just put it that way, because I'm going to fucking sit here for four hours trying to find this. Um, and he, you know, I had to put one of the gowns on, leave it open. It was a... Uh, it was something. Um, I talked about this on one of my other episodes, but now that I have the, uh, the visual component, <laughs> I can actually get a, um, a visual that nobody asked for. Um, so I went for the consultation and I had to put the gown on, leave it open. He came in. And, you know, just ask me some questions about the pain and, what, you know, what size I wear. Um, I typically in between, because, you know, every place you go, it's different for some reason. But I'm between a 34 to a 36 D, depending on the place, triple D. So, um, you know, just talked about what the issues were, the things that I was like, you know, concerned about, what I was feeling, all that jazz. Um, he kind of, you know took everything down, kind of looked at everything, literally put me in front of a mirror and was like, well, you can see that you have permanent indentations from like the bras and stuff that you wear. Meaning like I permanently have like an indent from where the straps and everything would be like over here. Um, permanent indent basically right there. Um, he said that you can tell that your right shoulder is higher than your left shoulder, which I actually can see it now when I look kind of, but if you look hard enough, you can tell that like this one goes up higher than this one. This is me like sitting straight shoulders back like, just regular, um, and, you know, I have, uh, pigmentation lines, or missing pigmentation, whatever it may be, like, underneath my, each one, um, he basically, he took measurements, so they measure you from, um, literally, like, this way, this way, your areola, your nipple, to this, to this, to, like, your clavix or whatever, <laughs> whatever this is, um, yeah clavicle I think um and they do like literally measure for everything um and then based off of those measurements he's told me that my left is a triple d and my right is just shy at a double d so um yeah just kind of like walked me through everything like he sees first off that visually he can tell it's making you know things uncomfortable for me um he said I have a bulge in the back of my neck which I don't even know if you can really yeah you can kind of see um And just, you know, overall, he could tell, like, it's something that's weighing you down. Um, I've even said it's crazy to me how much of a difference I feel when I'm sitting like this versus when I put my shoulders back, how much more weight I feel like I'm holding. Um, So it doesn't help my posture either. So he kind of went over with me how the surgery works, um, how the documentation to get approved by insurance works. He said with Blue Cross, it's pretty difficult. Um, They require... Uh, I think it was 430 to 460 either grams or milligrams to be removed from each breast. He said it used to be that if one of your breasts qualified, you'd be able to get the surgery, but now it has to be both. But either way, I qualified for both. Um, just more will be taken out of my left to obviously make it equal with my right. Um, and so he said basically the surgery is kind of like a lollipop design basically um again I don't know to what extent this is a little bit too much but basically like obviously your nipples your areolas here and then your nipple and then the rest of your boob it's basically like they go around the areola and down and then underneath so where it heals here or basically will match the skin tone um obviously if they're shrinking your breast overall they're going to shrink your areola um so that's going to get done and then um yeah, he basically said to me, like, visually, like, pretend as if, like, you took your wound and basically, like, folded it under and then, like, lifted it. And that's kind of, like, the, you know, just pretend there was less mass and whatever. Um, so, for the last, like, four mornings when I've been getting ready, I've been, like, getting up and being, like, okay, this is what going to look like. Like, just, like, oh, so excited. But that was pretty much it. So, then from there, it was the documentation piece. So, I had to get a minimum of six months of documentation with notes, a letter and with notes documenting at least six months of uh, muscular skeletal doctor-like visits and sessions and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that was the chiropractor, which really was no problem. Um, the most issue I had with it was the phrasing of everything. So the doctor was very specific on how you have to phrase things in your letters because again insurance is going to do everything they possibly can to not approve you and it was very important that the phrasing was correct like for example my first letter from the chiropractor it had the date of when he wrote the letter and then um i think it said something about like you know i've been seeing haley on like you know for 6 five years, whatever it may be, or put the date or something like that. And the doctor was like, first thing insurance is going to look at is the fact that he wrote the date of seeing you then, but then, um, it's not going to match up with, it's not going to be clear enough if it has been for six months, or if this was the last time you went, like you need to specify that you've been going on and off, like consistently for that amount of time. So it was just a lot of like playing around with words and making sure to say stuff like um, uh, as far as a letter went that my doctor put that he has been seeing me on and off from this date, like so, you know, up until the present type of thing. So it was very specific in that piece because insurance will look at it and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, that wasn't clear. Let's send it back and it gets denied. So that was like the most annoying piece of it. Um, with that, I got notes from, uh, my acupuncturist that I had gone to and then a letter. Um, so the notes were basically talking about like where she was helping me and what it was for and like with the pain associated. Um, and then the letter basically just said like that she has treated me for this, this like this is this. Um, and she would recommend that I get this surgery done in order to alleviate the pain that I'm experiencing. Um, my primary doctor also got a note. A letter from and collected notes the difficult part with a primary doctor is that I never knew that I could really like bring up stuff having to do with it to my primary doctor it was nothing I ever really talked about with her um the most I did have conversations with was just like that you know I get like aches and pains from the weight and the pressure and everything and then she had prescribed me um like ointment before for like the rashes and stuff that I get between my boobs and then like underneath and that kind of stuff. Um, so it was basically notes from just proving that I go on a consistent basis and I go for my yearly and whatever else. And then a letter that says that, you know, she recommends it based on the size of them. Um, the visible like implications of the weight. Um, and then for having prescribed me the, the ointment. Um, God, I'm talking so much. I need some After I had solidified all of the documentation, everything I had to send it to the office, they went over it and they basically like put together, um, they called it like a booklet, um, of all of my letters and my notes and that kind of stuff. And then their end of, you know, the stuff that they collect and put all together to submit to my insurance. So they told me it was going to take about two to three weeks to hear back. Um, I think it was around like two-ish weeks that, um, I got a call when I brought Darcy to the vet and they called me and they were like, hi, I just want to let you know you got approved. And I was like, really? Like I literally was like sitting at the chair in the waiting room and I'm like on the phone like, hello, like, how can I help you? Um, yeah, i just want to let you know you got to prove. And I was literally like, really? Like my face dropped and I started crying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm dramatic, but I was very excited to hear, um, And yeah, that was kind of it. And then it was, you know, make your pre-procedure appointment. Here's all the information. Like, it was just a shit ton of information, basically. Um, After that, I had to go for a couple of THC tests, which... Clean. (laughs) And then um, I had to do pregnancy tests. I had to do a couple different things. Um, And then... What else did I have to do? Um, oh, I had to get clearance from my allergist since I have asthma. Um, that was my form of like medical clearance. Um, basically just staying that like my asthma is stable enough that he thinks I'd be fine. I just bring my inhaler with me if I need it. Um, what else? Um, oh, I had to schedule my pre-procedure appointment. So that was the appointment where they basically just like went over everything with me as far as like what to expect. Um, for surgery, um, the 13th is my surgery date and my surgery is at 1130. I have to be there at 930 at Livingston Hospital. Um, they gave me the compression like tights or socks or whatever to wear. Um, I was given a bunch of medication, uh, to either like fill, I had to fill Oxycontin. Um, and then they prescribed a couple other different ones that I was able to just like, they ran through for me and I picked up. Um, and the whole list of like how to take the medications. Cause there's some that I take like, you know, the night before and the morning of, there's like this patch I put behind my ear, um, the morning of and that kind of stuff. Um, he said a lot of people that he's, that he's worked on, they don't even end up taking the Oxycontin. Um, they said that if anything, they take it maybe like the first, maybe the second day. And then after that they switched to extra strength Tylenol. So I got extra strength Tylenol as well. Um they did say that I have to take stuff to help everything stay moving down there. Um, since I'll be in anesthesia and surgery for three and a half hours. And then after that, they don't want you to get constipated. So I had to get Miralax, um, or just like something along those lines. Um, so I grabbed that. Um, one of the people who actually responded to my story a little while ago, um, who I actually worked with, she apparently went to the same exact surgeon, um, her and her mom. So it was really cool to kind of like pick her brain and ask her some questions. Uh, she told me that one of the best things she got was a pregnancy pillow and a neck pillow. So I got those. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of it. Oh, So I wanna get into the questions. Okay, so I'm just gonna look, I'm just gonna, like, look at them in the order I got them, and then if I already answered it, then I'm not gonna answer it again. So, super interested, first question, super, hello, super, first question, super interested, can I have the info you use? Is insurance covering it? So, I kind of went over the info I used, um, Insurance is covering it, so it cost me zero dollars. Um, I did have to pay, I think it was 20 bucks for the THC test, but I guess that's gonna depend on the office. Um, and then I did get like blood work, I had to get blood work. Oh, I forgot to say that. I got blood work. Um, again, the pregnancy test, that kind of stuff. So I'm sure on that end that will vary. Um, but I wasn't gonna do the surgery unless insurance approved it for me because I was not gonna be able to pay for it. So yes, insurance is covering it. It cost me zero dollars. Um, just paying for like the medications and that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's it. My, and then like just the copays for like your appointments and everything. Um, but yeah, that was really, it. Um, and then obviously like the stuff that you buy and that kind of stuff, always like factor that kind of stuff in. But yeah, I wasn't going to do it unless insurance approved it for me because otherwise it was going to be like at least three grand and I don't got that. So, (laughs) um, so yes, insurance is covering it. Um, oh, this one was funny when I got it the other day. I'm assuming Tim is an ass guy, lol. You know what? Tim is a me guy. And that's all we need to know. Because, I just can't. Um, no, I'll elaborate. So, I just I love people they make me laugh they really do um I have another question on here that asked me how does Tim feel about you getting the surgery so I'll kind of put the two together um Tim is very supportive um Tim I would always kind of how the fuck am I trying to say this Tim knows how much pain and uncomfortable feelings that I deal with because of my chest um we literally will come home from the gym or getting ready for the gym and he'll like see me putting on my sports bra. That's like suffocating me half to death, but it's what I have to wear if I'm going to do cardio that day on the treadmill and whatever else so that I feel comfortable and I feel held in. Um, and on the flip side, when we get home and I get undressed, he will, you know, we'll both kind of look and be like, Oh my God, like the marks that are left on me from the sports bras and that kind of stuff. So he knows how much, pain and discomfort it causes me and how uncomfortable it makes me a lot of the times. Um, he has to deal with the side effects of me having really bad days. We're getting ready is super tough. And for the most part, I really don't ever have, well, it's a lie. I have issues when it comes to me and how I look and things having to do with my stomach and that kind of stuff. My majority is how do I dress like this with my chest. What type of bra do I wear? Um, if I wear a tight shirt, all you see is the bra, like in, you know, squeezing and all of my back fat and whatever else, like just me being very uncomfortable. So he knows, um, he's very supportive. Um, he's even said like after listening to my last podcast with Sierra and like how I talk about it and whatever else too, that he's like, he's getting more and more excited for me. Um, so yeah, it's something that you know, even if he wasn't, it wouldn't stop me from doing it, but he is very supportive, um, supportive enough that he's taking off of work to bring me to my surgery and home for my surgery and took off the next day so he could be home, um, to take care of me and bring me to my, pr- my post-procedure appointment and everything, um, and he's gonna do the best that he can, but again, I don't want it to impede on, like, his life and his, you know, work and everything else, so, um, but, you know, he's very adamant that he wants to take me, so, Um, yeah, just great with all of that, trying to figure out getting, you know, people to help with the pets and, you know, food and whatever else. So he's been really awesome with the whole process. Um, and he's happy for me. Um, you know, Tim can't really be an ass guy if he chose me because, um, I don't really have that either. So now I'm going to have really neither of the two. So, you know, hopefully he'll stick with me. I'm, you know, if you guys are waiting for the breakup post because, uh, He misses my tits, then uh, I'm sorry, but I don't think you're going to get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a boyfriend who is very supportive, but at the same time, I'm also not going to not do things because, you know, so that's kind of that. Um, why are you getting it done? Um, I went through that already. Um, are you nervous? So, this is something I keep getting asked, especially with it getting closer and closer. I, I don't know if it's because I'm so excited that I'm not, um, when I had to get the biopsy done of my stomach, like, a couple months ago, I wasn't nervous, and then I definitely got, like, a little nervous once I was, like, on the table, and then, um, you know, I had, like, you know, with the gown on, and, like, whatever, and then when they brought me into the room, and, like... Told me, like, start counting back. Like, when I knew that they were going to start, like, getting ready to kind of put me out, um, it did make me a little bit nervous. Uh. But I'm not right now. Um, I'm more so nervous for after with the, like, recovery and the drains and that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, I didn't really talk about the drains. Um, I I don't know much about them. They're going to show me how they work and show Tim and everything, like, when I'm done. But, um, they basically are, like, the bulbs, and you take the bulb off, and then you empty it, um, and then you have to keep track, um, every morning and every night when you empty them, like, how much is in there. Um, but they said that's kind of, like, the most painful part of the whole thing, too. Um... But, yeah, besides that, I would say, no, I'm not really nervous. Um, I'm sure I will be once it starts to, like, kind of be, like, the morning of and whatever. But right now, I think I'm more, like, excited and more in, like, the I can't believe this is happening type of stage than being nervous. So, we'll see. Um, I got asked, is it going to mess up having kids? Um, I don't know if that meant as far as the whole breastfeeding side or if that meant overall if it's going to affect having kids. Um No, it won't affect having kids, um, it's just my chest, it's nothing else, um, but as far as, I did get asked as far as, like, the breastfeeding and whatever else, um, the doctor said it wouldn't, with the way that they do the surgery, it wouldn't, um, there always is the risk of, like, losing, like, sensation or, you know, possibly having an effect down the line, but it's just something that comes with doing something like this and where it's getting done, um... Again, like, I'm not really nervous about that, and I also don't plan on having kids for a decent amount more years. So, by that time, I should be way more than recovered, and then we can kind of see from there. But, um, no, it won't mess up having kids, and no, it shouldn't mess up breastfeeding. If it does, then there are other, there's other options. Um, uh, what are the side effects? Side effects. So, Um, it's weird again, like weird worded question. Um, there's not really like side effects in the sense. It's more of what the doctor said was a lot of times by like week three and a half to four, people will be feeling so good and not have any pain that they'll think they're fine and they'll go back to doing things like as normal. Um, he was very adamant about the fact that you need to not do that until I tell you, sorry, this is really irritating me. Um, not doing that until I tell you because a lot of people will think that they are healed enough and then they'll push it and they'll, like, um, tear the, um, they'll, um, tear the stitches or whatever the fuck that they're called because I can't think. But, um, that was pretty much the most, you know, repeated thing to me as far as the side effects. Um... Then again, obviously, what I just mentioned was just, like, you know, everything having to do you, with, like, your nipple and areola and whatever else, um, but that's really it. Um, side effects as far as, like, scarring, um, there's a lot of pictures that they showed me where the scarring was very minimal. Um, the scarring that really does stick around more so, um, is the scar that's, like, underneath. So, again, um... And even on the flip side of that, I'm with the person that I'm hoping I will be with the rest of my life and the last person to see my boobs. So um, I don't really care. <laughs> um, unless I start only fans. But, you know, I uh, for right now, I'm content with that. So, um, but yeah, that's really it. Just um, not pushing it before you're told you can do certain things. I know they were very adamant about, like, not using kettlebells. Um, Like when you can get back to working out, like not using kettlebells, like the kettlebell swings and whatever. Um, I don't do those anyway, so (laughs) that's fine with me. Um, And yeah, that was kind of it. Um, Again, I don't want to like downplay it because the doctor, okay, so the doctor basically told me, I should pretend or act like I either can't use my arms or if I have to use my arms, then keep them, like, literally stuck to my sides and literally do just, like, T-Rex arms. That's what I was told to do. No raising, like, anything this way, anything this way. Um, I can't do, like, stuff with Darcy because she'll pull, um, with, like, the leash and everything. Um, I can't even, like, put my hands down to, like, get myself up off the seat. That kind of stuff. Um... But again, that'll all be until, you know, he tells me that I'm good to do that kind of stuff. So I think that'll be the hardest part for me. And another little piece that I'm, like, nervous about, because I'm not good at, like, not doing anything or, like, sitting still. So we'll see how difficult it's going to be for me. But um, I'm just going to keep with the notion that, like, I literally should just have my arm stuck to my body and just whatever I can do within, like, this area. (laughs) Like this. So. That'll be that. Um, <clears throat> how long did it take to get approved? Um, I think I said this, but I'll say it again. Um, it said, they say it takes anywhere between two to three weeks. For me, I think it was like almost three weeks. Um, where am I getting it done? Uh, getting it done at Spiro Plastic Surgery in West Orange, and the, um, the surgery is in Livingston Hospital, so. How am I preparing? Um, so I talked about it a little bit before, um, you know, the medications, I got the pillows, I got all that kind of stuff, um, you know, making sure i have people to help, obviously Tim doing everything that he's doing, which I appreciate, um, I do want to, Which I actually didn't think about until I was on TikTok, I think like yesterday, and I saw friggin' Emily Kaiser, and she's getting her breast augmentation done, um, and she just like set up some stuff on like her side table, so I think I'm gonna do that actually because it's a really good idea. Um, I'm actually gonna be staying in my bedroom, I'm in my spare room right now, like our office, um, but I'm gonna stay in our bedroom because the animals are downstairs, um, it just too much goes on downstairs, so it's probably best for me to just stay upstairs at least for the first couple days, um, and like be in bed with the you know the pregnancy pillow, so I can stay on my back and everything. Um, and then if anybody is gonna come, like I had like a couple of my friends like ask if I wanted them to come and let's like spend the day or whatever. Um, I have a friend who works from home that was saying she can come and stay with me, so I thought of it as like if they wanted to do that, they can like stay in this office, and then I'll be right down the hallway in my room. So if I do need anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, preparing-wise, um, over the next, like, day and so, I want to, like, just straighten up everything up here, straighten up the room, like, clean everything really good, um, I'm gonna, like, change the sheets, um, again, set up, like, the side table, get all that kind of stuff situated, um, you know, all my medicines, all that, um, and that's kind of it, um, I'll probably wash my hair the morning of, I'm assuming, yeah, because the morning of my surgery is 11.30, they said I have to be there for 9.30, so I'll probably like shower that morning and everything, um, and then to go further into the whole how am I preparing, um, I did buy like just a black zip-up to wear, um, they said that that's the easiest thing. Um, there's a question here as far as like, uh, how many do with like the bras and all that kind of stuff. So they did tell me, and again, I'm, I'm so all over the place with all the different like time markers and this and this, and I've read over the paperwork like so many times that I should be able to repeat it perfectly. But with that and my finals with school and everything, I just like dates and all that kind of stuff is like just so jumbled in my head. So I'm probably not gonna get this right whatsoever. But, um, I believe that I go to the appointment the day after the surgery for them to remove the bandages or change them um, and to put me in a type of bra. Um, I'm pretty sure they put me in the bras that has, like, the zipper or, like, the closures in the front. So it's easier to just, like, go like this and take off versus, like, doing it over your head. Um, I was going to actually, which I have to remember to do. Hey, Siri. Huh? Remind me to order a zipper front bra. Okay, added. Thanks. But they told me to get one of those because that might be easiest too. Um, and then I think at like the four or depending on how you heal certain amount of weak mark, um, you go back and they fit you for a bra and they give you recommendations for you to like transition over to, um, before then being able to wear whatever bra it is that you want. So, um... Oh, I didn't even say what size I'm going to. So um, as I mentioned, my left is a triple D. My right is a double D, like just shy of a triple D apparently. Um, they said I'm going to end up around a B, which after everything and recovery, they tend to kind of puff up a little bit. So I'll be between like a B to a low C. Um, which honestly, when they asked me, I was like, I don't care <laughs> what cup size. Um, I don't think it'd be great for me to go from what I have now To Like literally absolutely nothing because I think that'd be a really big adjustment just like for myself and how I see myself it's already going to be different seeing myself with smaller with a smaller chest um, and you know having to get different bras and probably different clothing and that kind of stuff too because again like I buy a lot of stuff and like extra larges because of my chest but overall outside of that like with my stomach and everything else I probably would be like a medium to a large. So, um, you know, if I want things oversized, I'm getting them in like 2XLs, 3XLs, um, and I probably won't need to do that. Um, so, you know, that whole piece of it is going to be definitely interesting, um, probably emotional and probably a little bit of an identity crisis, (laughs) um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I end up with that kind of stuff, and then as far as the bras and everything, which, um... I'm planning on kind of making like TikToks, like documenting kind of stuff and like the process and the recovery. So that'll be stuff I'll probably talk about more so for, you know, when it gets a little bit closer. Um, and then I would like to be able to still put up an episode the following Monday. Um, it'll probably just be like a small short one, just kind of saying, Hey, I'm alive and (laughs) how it went and like that kind of stuff. But, um, as far as the bras and whatever, I think it's going to depend on like how I heal and um like that process of everything um how am i preparing i did that how long is recovery so um recovery again it depends there's the whole sheet that outlines like by you know week two to three and then week three to four and you know that kind of stuff um i think all in all it's between a rough estimate of like eight to twelve six to eight, eight to 10. Again, it's going to depend on how I heal. So um, I think for the first like couple of weeks, it says how you can't lift anything over 10 pounds. Um, like you like slowly can get like back into certain things. Um, like I'd be able to kind of work and obviously I'll be in school and like all that kind of stuff. So, um, that kind of goes into the question too, about like what accommodations that I have to get. Um, for school, I'm assuming it was asked because of school, um, school, I'm completely online, so it makes it pretty easy for that whole piece of it. Um, I did get notes, excusing me, for the day of the surgery, because I typically do have class that day, um, and then I don't have class on Fridays, I just have class Tuesday through Thursdays. So, um, I did get a note for the following week, just because, depending on the medication and that kind of stuff, but... For the most part, I told my professors and they were super, you know, just keep me in the loop and all that. Um, If anything, I'll kind of like go onto the class, but like not turn my camera on and just like don't call on me, but I'll be there to listen. Um, Or I have like work or stuff that I can do. Um, I did get ahead of a good amount of my classwork. So um, I wouldn't be kind of stressed with the whole end of the semester happening, whatever. But um, that's kind of what it's looking like. Um, last question I have is why did I do it now? So, um, I I get asked that a lot with this because of the fact that I'm like in school and finishing up the semester and whatever else. Um, I wanted to do it now because first off, I was kind of in the mindset that like, okay, if I'm going to go through with this now and I get approved, um, obviously it's my time to do it. If I don't, obviously it's not my time to do it. Um, I did get approved. Everything has been pretty seamless. So I kind of was like, okay, maybe this is my sign that I should do it now. And I, you know, now's my time. Um, in addition to that, I like the time frame because I will be recovered enough in time for me to start my internships that I have to do for the summer. Um, I'll be available to do things for the summer. Um, it'd be my first summer where I can actually get bathing suits. Um, which, like, thinking about it, like, literally makes me want to cry. Um. Bathing suit shopping for me has always been, like, the worst thing in the world. Um. Especially when I'm at a point where, like, even with my stomach, I'm not that comfortable. Um. My chest never made it any better. <laughs> any better. Um. I oh, have the chills. Um. So, I wanted to kind of be recovered enough in time for like summer and activities and that kind of stuff um, with school. Um, I wanted to be done before like my long semester start with the fall. Um, and that's kind of that. Um, that's why I didn't know. Um, and because I've been wanting it for years and years, and if it worked out, I was going to go for it. So, um, that's why. And, um, that's, that's that. What made you want to be so public about sharing this process on social media? Um, well, because I am a big advocate for... I want to be able to be transparent for the people who feel the same way as me or are going through the same thing and don't want to feel like they're alone. So, um, do I think people are going to have opinions about it? Yes, because people have opinions about everything and about everything that I do. Um, do I care? No. (laughs) Um, I again, I don't know how it's going to be documentation wise. I want to try to document as much as I can, but again, like I'm not going to be able to bring probably my phone so far once I get there. Um, if I'm not feeling up to it, I'm not going to like stuff like that. I'm not going to like be in the bed and be like, Hey guys, can't lift my arm, but you know, here's what I look like day one. Like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Um, but you know, I don't care and it's my journey and it's my thing that I'm doing. So if I want to share it, I'm going to share it. And if you don't care, then don't, don't watch this. Don't listen to this. Don't look at my Instagram posts. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I just don't care. I don't care. Um, it's something that I'm happy that I'm doing, I'm really excited for myself, I'm excited for myself to feel comfortable in my skin, um, in a way that I never thought I'd be able to, and I would always just have to kind of deal with, um, all the people that I know that I've gotten it done, they've done the same exact thing, and they were like, I told everybody, and whatever, because it's something that you're gonna do to make yourself feel good, like, that's why I'm doing it, um, and I feel like there's such a, like, negative thing around, you know, i feel Everybody's going on about this whole, like, Alex Earle effect and everybody getting their boobs done and, like, that kind of stuff. And it's just, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't affect anybody else if I get my boobs smaller or bigger or move to my back. Like, it doesn't affect anybody. So, um, yeah, I just don't care. And if you don't care, then you don't have to follow the process and what I document and what I share. And you can go on with your life just like I'm going to go on with mine. Like, that's kind of my that's kind of my feelings about the whole situation. So overall, I mean, I just want to say thank you to everybody for all the support that they're sending. Um, so many people were like, Oh my God, I remember you mentioned this and, um, you know, just super excited for me. So it's really cool. Um, I'm going to try to keep in the loop as best as I can and as best as I want to again. Um, it's going to be what I feel comfortable with sharing and how I'm feeling, whatever. I'm not going to push myself just to keep you guys updated. Um, but I'm gonna do what I can and what I feel, and um, I'll go from there. But um, I just want to put a little publicy thing out there that I don't want anybody to think that um, you know, you have to make alterations to your body. Um, I know it seems like something that everybody is doing or has done has does has done. Um, this is personally a decision I'm making for me, and I think is best for me um doesn't mean everybody else has to do it um doesn't mean it's a requirement to feel good about yourself it's a personal decision um same thing if you're enhancing if you're adding if you're removing anything having to do with your body um it's a personal decision for me just like it is for all of you and um it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks and um that's really it so the next time i uh talk to you guys i will be half of this (laughs) (laughs) but again like i don't even know if you can even tell on here that i have boobs but um i'm gonna try to make a little tiktok because i'm i'm so on tiktok um with like befores and afters and all that jazz but i don't know i feel like that's really weird like what do i post like things where like my tits are hanging out I don't know, but either way, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, This is still very weird. The entire time I've been recording, there's been a square over my eye. So um, I'm very interested to see if I like the way I looked on this. I think my highlight looks good. I'm like learning how to do my makeup now. My contour and my highlight look good. And would you believe that I actually curled my entire head with this freaking shark thing before I got on here? That's why I have, like, weird flips going on. Um, it doesn't help that I blow-dried blew blow dried my hair straight yesterday, and then I tried to curl it, because I'm learning that, like, I can't do that. Um, my hair's also, like, super dirty, because I can barely go a day without washing it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. My hair will probably be green pretty soon because, not because I'm dying it green, that wasn't a good way to put it, um, but because I won't be able to, like, keep up with my hair routine the way that I have been, so, um, we'll see what happens, but thanks for hanging out with me, see you guys soon, bye!